mi mano un pedacito de la historia negra, de la historia nuestra, caballero. Y dice así. Sorry, I got caught up. Oh, man, that's a great song. I love that song. Welcome, everybody. To this and you say podcast. you don't like salsa. That is the Look like, at one you. and only salsa song that I've Look at you getting too, down. That, that's a great song. I'm, I'm going to give it up. I, I can give it up whenever, you know? Whenever what? Song. Whenever shit's hot, you know? Whenever it bangs? Yeah, that, that's a certified banger. Absolutely. Certified. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Scatter Roots Podcast. Kevin, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing very Looking good. I like your shirt. Pre, hey, likewise, hey, shout out to one of the sponsors of the Scatter Roots Podcast, Pavement. Hey, hold on. Uh, I'll send you the uh, the bill for this promotion after this episode, now that, <laughs> yeah. now that you're an official sponsor. No, yeah. but yeah, shout out to the homie Kwame for putting this on. Some fire t-shirts. Hey, um, but yeah, no, I'm doing well. I'm a little, can you see, uh, I got a nice... Oh yeah, you're, you're out here looking a little, I'm nice a little and, tan. Nice and tan, God, baby. Oh, I see what you did there. It goes in line with the theme of the episode. I mean, I don't know if that I would go. I don't know if I would make that jump. Dang, you did all that math. But, but <laughs> yeah, I'm a, a little tan. I just came back from PR. Yeah. So you know, which how was it? Beautiful. Okay. It was an amazing trip. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the people of PR. How was your flight? The, okay, the flight back was terrible. <laughs> hey, if you fly an American these days, hey, bro, be prepared for some shit, dog, because. I went through it yeah, with American. Yeah, but man, you're here looking but a little. Uh... I'm tan, bro. Yeah, I got. I'm actually like peeling a little bit. I messed up. I didn't wear sunscreen on the first yeah, trip to the beach. You know, fucked up. I was only there for like 45 minutes. So you're and tall, that dark, and enough. handsome now. If, <laughs> hey, you. Hey, I. I, I didn't say it. I didn't say <laughs> ladies, it. Ladies, curly haired ladies. Where y'all at? <laughs> Speaking of ladies, like I said, Puerto Rico was beautiful. All right, but cool. uh, that's but good. yeah, no, that's <laughs> what, what they call. What have you? Uh, did your parents like call you anything when you oh, got back? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, immediately. Yeah? What yeah. was it? I don't want to say anything. <laughs> but that actually kind of hints at the episode for yeah. today. But um, but no, you know what's one thing I want to mention about PR is it's crazy how quickly they can pick up when you are like where you're from. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not that good at picking up accents in Spanish. Like, I can generally tell when they're really, really distinct. But I was the only Spanish speaker in the group. It was myself and like uh, my homies from uh, med school, Kwame, and then a couple of people. But um, I was the only one that spoke Spanish. And so whenever we would be at a restaurant or just kind of out and about, like talking to taxis or whatever, I would speak. And then every once in a while, they'd be like, tu eres mexicano. 
And I was like, yeah, how do you know that? Like, Fuck, what am I doing? Like, I'm trying to fit into you. But yeah, man. You like that. You pick up the Spanish accents, dude. It was Come quick. On. Yeah, I, I just, I wonder how, like, it's because it's their native, like, tongue. So, like, I'm sure that they can pick up yeah, on the distinctions a lot better than I can. But I'm terrible at picking up accents. Really? But, yeah, absolutely horrible. But, I think uh, I'm all right at it. I think I can identify a couple. Yeah, I mean, like, Chilango accents, right? Like, I can, like, distinguish those. Um, oh, I just mean, like, I, I can identify, like, a Central American versus... Like a Caribbean ass, those are easy. You like think so? Yeah. Maybe I just haven't heard them enough. Yeah. Those and are... I think that speaks to the problem here in Texas. You don't hear them all that yeah. often, right? Yeah. Anyways, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. Here. Sorry. Let's get get back into this week's uh, topic, which all over the place today. Whew, I think uh, will be one that's kind of heavy, but I think important. Oh, uh, man, I like being funny though. I know. We'll try to sprinkle in some of our own kind of you know like humor in, in, okay. in there if we can. But uh, our the topic of the day is racism. Oh fuck! I can't be funny. <laughs> There you go. Good job. You you managed to do it. Racism. Everyone get ready to cancel Kevin because it's been to happen. But hey, um, I just like making light of situations. Okay, I'm sorry. And sometimes you need that. You know, like well, yeah. you need to have a balance of things, right? But no, it's. I mean, it's an important topic, and I think it's an interesting one to kind of tackle when we are speaking it, speaking on it from our perspective because we are kind of have two different ideas depending on like what you're speaking of, right? When you're speaking of like racism in the United States. It's very, uh, like, almost black and white, right? Like, it's a little bit easier to kind of identify the racism when you are, lol, double entendre, black and white. Uh, when you are speaking about it uh, in... Double entendre, don't even ask me how. America Latina, uh, or Latin America, right? It's not as black and white. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a little bit more difficult. And, it, and not everywhere, right? Because, again, Latin America spreads... From, Mexico all the way down to Argentina. So in each country, it's a, a little bit different. But I think that's what we're going to talk about, kind of racism in each, then kind of racism in ourselves, and then racism up like towards Latinos as well. I kind of want to touch about because it, it definitely happens and it's, in, uh, it's important to speak about. But um, I guess I kind of wanted to start with establishing, I guess, like the foundation of like racism. And you know what's funny? What? What's today? Sunday. <laughs> Today's the 4th of July. What's that? Which this was unintentional. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't know what today is, Kevin? Nope. It's, it's the Sunday, Independence Day of the you. Oppressors. You didn't hear? Oh, <laughs> I kiss my ass. But uh, yeah, how fitting, right? What more, what more American thing to talk about than yeah, racism? Homeboy, he was like, who's freedom? On the 4th. <laughs> it ain't mine. <laughs> on the 4th of July. But, um, but yeah, so let's, let's jump into this real quick. Because I think this sets like the, the, the floor for uh, kind of... Uh, and you know it's been a while since since we've done this. What are we What are we doing? What's going What's happening? Oh dear God! I hate that sound. I still miss it. I'm nervous. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Quizzing with Kevin. Oh, I, I try to turn down the volume, but, but, I, but I hit brightness instead. Oh, yeah. But uh, welcome back, everybody, to Quizzing with Kevin. Oh, God. So, at the beginning? At the beginning, to jump off. <sighs> Fuck. Because I was going to like give some of this information during our, the, the talk, which would then give you the answers. So, mm. not fair. I see. Um, so, we're going to talk about... It's, it's going to be kind of rooted in like the beginning of racism, right? Which well, obviously not, doesn't I'm start. I'm definitely getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't start at this point in time, but I think it kind of sets the floor for like what happened like after that, which is like the slave trade uh, and, and kind of some important dates around that. Mm-hmm. So, 
And then some other just general information. So, Kevin, are you ready to so play? So, is this like a history quiz? It is very much a history quiz. <laughs> All right. Seventh grade, you're a pretty smart guy. Seventh grade history. I yeah. got this. Did you, take, a, did you take world history, AP world history? Uh, yeah. It's a, wait, and what'd you get? A three? You passed wait, all which of them. One? World? Yeah. Yeah, three. And what about US? Four. <laughs> Genius. But uh, hey, <laughs> if you fail these, well, then what did, all, what did it matter? Um, okay, so first question. All right. This one should be fairly easy if you uh-huh. pass the AP US history. It was a long time ago. When was slavery abolished in the US? Ah, oh, fuck me. Right now? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay, when was slavery abolished in the US? 18, it's like 1850 or 1860, like 1863, 18. Okay. Is that right? I mean, is that your final answer? You got to lock it in. <sighs> I know it's around there, dude. Yeah, sure. Let's just go with that. So I'll give you that point. 1863 was the Emancipation Proclamation. Okay. But the actual it being That's abolished. so fucking smart, bro. Okay, so what, what, what date just uh, became a national holiday that is of importance? Juneteenth. Which was actually in what year? Oh, that I couldn't tell you, dude. How long did it take for it to reach Texas? That's a, that's a, that is do math. Uh, two years. Which would mean? 1865. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. He can add, ladies and gentlemen. 1865 uh, was when it... Uh, <laughs> Is the, the more, I think, appropriate date, right? Which That's just kind of speaks to the problem, right? It takes two years from the, uh, the date they're emancipated for it to be abolished. I mean, I knew it took some time, right? Because they, they had to spread the word. They didn't have text messages. And back they then. were trying not to spread the word very actively because, yeah. you know, racism. Twitter wasn't a slavery. Thing, so they couldn't, like, retweet. The oh, you news. think it would have been different if <laughs> Harriet Tubman had a Twitter? <laughs> yeah, she could. <laughs> she could let everybody know, like, yo, Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to keep going with this. This is dangerous. But okay, so let's move on to the next question. Good job. That was actually pretty good. Uh, okay, when was... And this is going to be very like selfish, right? Because I didn't go through like all the other countries. Pick this one. When was slavery abolished in Mexico? Oh, I couldn't fucking tell you at all, dude. No idea. It had to have been... I know that's like... Well, I don't know. Before the Civil War? After the Civil War? I hope it's before the Civil War. Yeah, I think it's... I'm pretty sure it's before. Yeah, we were first. Because... Yeah, yeah. Oh, because of like the that's the that was the excuse to like the war like mexicans didn't have slavery that's why they wanted to take texas the texans wanted to keep their slaves that was the whole thing so I'm oh okay away. sorry I, I definitely said when you, when you said we i thought you were talking about the u.s no it's all the mexicans you know oh, okay we, we yeah yeah so, yeah identify <laughs> we've been over this. okay yeah we as all so come on give me a date come on a- you're wasting time 1805 too early <sighs> 1829. Oh, damn, I was way too early. Yeah, it's okay, but, you know, it's still pretty good. And good logic there, right? Yeah, we were definitely before, Mexico was definitely before the United States. Because I don't know when that war was. Though. Which is what kind of lays the, like, the foundation for why there was a, um Underground Railroad, right? Not obviously the Underground Railroad that Harriet Tubman used, but an Underground Railroad from what was considered Texas down to, to Mexico. I know you're going to cap. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about right now. There was, like, there, there was actively people, like... <laughs> Or there was actually slaves making the the trek from what was Texas, Mississippi. There's like historic historical data that shows evidence people all the way from like even Georgia Going to made Mexico? it. Yeah, made it down to Mexico to. I did not know that uh, that underground railroad. Which I think there was a study that I read. It was like about five to ten thousand people is what they've kind of generally like said. However, that number is probably greatly misrepresented because there wasn't a lot of record keeping on like these kinds of things, right? Because obviously it was. Done where, in secret. Where else can you get this type of information, ladies and gentlemen? And so, yeah, and so it was actually a lot of the like, internet. <laughs> oh yeah, you can look it up. But why look it up when you can listen to me to tell you instead? Okay. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of like uh, poor like Mexicans that lived in like Texas, like right because Texas, Mexico, Arizona, 
no, not Mexico, sorry, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, parts mm-hmm. of Utah, parts of Colorado were all right. Mexican territories right, right we, before. We, we know this, before Santana. Yeah, and hold no, the you know what was a funny story, bro? Sometime, one day, someone asked me, like, oh, when is Mexican Independence Day? And I told them, like, September, it's not Cinco de Mayo. It was about Cinco de Mayo. And I was like, no, it's September 16th. And they're like, oh, who are they getting independence from? And then they were like, was it Santa Ana? And I literally looked them in the face like, what? You idiot. <laughs> what? So, like, they're so American-centric, right? They're, like, yeah. They look at Santa Ana as like this like evil figure in like, yeah. history. But hey, you know, I mean, Americans. What do you do? Dumbass. Okay, next question. Let's move on to the next one. Sorry, I only got two more for okay. you. Name the five countries oh. with the five largest Afro-Latino population or black population. Latin, Se- Latin, self-identified. Latin countries? Mm-hmm. Uh, Brazil? Okay. And everything else is going to be a crapshoot from here. All right, come on. Just think, use uh, logic. You got it. Right. You're a smart dude. Brazil. Um, Colombia. Okay. Uh, Dominican Republic. Okay. Puerto Rico. Eh. Damn. Hold on. Okay. So I had three. Three out of five. how many? Five. Ecuador. Eh. What the fuck? Honduras. Eh. Jesus Christ, where am I? You also have to think about like the size of these countries. That also helps. Man, I don't know geography. I told you. And population is my weakness. <laughs> I'm surprised I got three out of the So do you give up? You got you. Yeah, you got I'm three. just guessing at this point, dude. Uh, hold on, let me real quick go through my... Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Okay, so Brazil's the biggest. Right. Absolutely uh, the biggest. They uh, have the largest population by far. Uh, Venezuela, the second biggest. Really? Mm-hmm. Venezuela? Venezuela. What? Uh, they have about 14 shocking. million uh that was not gonna be one and of that's guesses. self-identified is venezuela big like general like area-wise geographically yeah is that the map? i mean it's right here okay i, thought, uh, I honestly thought venezuela i can't really see it that well but yeah it's right here in my computer <laughs> uh then the dr mm-hmm. colombia and then cuba cuba mm. Mm, okay i thought you, when you said dr i thought you were gonna get that one but three out of five is not bad that's okay. passing okay yeah what's that i can't do math 60s all right next one yes i'm an engineer and i can't do math all right (laughs) (laughs) next question ones and zeros what population uh of (laughs) you got this this is a percentage uh what percentage of the population in mexico self-identify as afro latino or black like 10 five that's huge that's a big number yeah yeah you're right look let me let me tweet that see (laughs) there you go again one in ten people there's no way two that's pretty close. 1.2%. Okay, okay. Now, what's crazy is like that data is from 2015, mm-hmm. which is like the first time that they started to collect that type of information and allow people to self-identify as black. They got a census in Mexico? Yeah, they have census everywhere, fool. <laughs> what do you think? What do you, what do you think of the rest of the world? You, you American? What do you think? On, no, your, on not, your high horse? No, it's not because we're developed. I just think America is like bullshit. Like, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Uh-huh. But no, yeah, one point two percent, which is a very low number. Um, the only point is negative energy on me. Rudy. Again, is probably underrepresented, and I think this kind of has to like tie back to the problem itself, right? When we're talking about racism in the U.S. and racism in a lot of Latin American countries, is it's not as cut and dry. Mm-hmm. So like, it's there's a lot more ambiguity in these places, um, which is kind of where I want to start, right? Like I, I was reading an article that kind of discussed the it like the differences between racism in Latin America and the racism in the United States. Uh, and pr- it was particularly kind of 
around the whole George Floyd incident that happened over a year ago now uh, and the Black Lives Matter protests that, that, that occurred shortly thereafter, mm-hmm. right? In countries like Mexico, um, Honduras, like El Salvador, there weren't really any protests that were like the Black Lives Matter protest because the ability to kind of distinguish black lives isn't really there mm-hmm. in like Mexico. Now there's definitely Afro-Mexicanos, Afro like Latinos throughout all these countries, but it's not really regarded as like a problem in a lot of these places. Mm-hmm. However, that changes when you go down into, and, I, and, and let me rephrase that statement, right? Like the concept of black lives not mattering isn't really discussed in these countries. Now, there's definitely a problem with which we have to have a conversation around, but it can't be that easy to have in those countries because there's a lot of ambiguity and then a lot of like, not denialism, right? But they, they kind of blame it on more what, you were, what we were talking about before, colorism yeah. and classism, which are always these arguments that people use to kind of deflect from racism. Yeah. And I, colorism is kind of like a form. I know what you're getting at and we'll probably dive into it, but like, um, it's almost like, there's such a lack of it's like a lack of awareness right because mm-hmm. like that number two percent or 1.2 percent sorry 1.2 percent it's so not probably like the, on an everyday basis like people in mexico specifically right in this instance may not encounter an afro mexicano or someone that appears to be black right so it's not like in their everyday kind of mm-hmm. lives and so this like just lack of proximity you don't really think about that as an issue for your everyday life you know what i mean so yeah so it's like, yeah, there's issues for sure that we need to talk about, like you said. But yeah, it's like almost like they're just not aware of these things, right? It's not exactly right. It's pro- it's not something that like there's not a lot of moments that you can really refer to because the circumstance doesn't occur all that often. Right. It's not like here, right, where you see things happen all the time, right? So mm-hmm. it seems like every other day where we see a tragic video on like Twitter or just some some incident yeah. happening somewhere, right? Absolutely. I think over there they don't have that type of And that's like the a frequency. part of the that's a part of the challenge when you're having these conversations is because you don't see it so often, you are met with like a well that's not really a problem here. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and a lot of it has to do with right the inception of of what happened when we went from having slaves to kind of like the transition moving forward. Um, what was the we in this scenario? No, like seriously, like you said, we having slaves. I'm, I'm, like I'm like, like in, in Mexico, right? Okay. In Latin American countries, there were 15 times more slaves brought to America Latina than there were to the United States. Oh, really? Yeah. So I like as far as like the pure numbers of like actual like slaves, like... Oh, I mean, that's... Now, again, that's a huge piece of land. Yeah, you're combining all of America. Yeah, Latina, right? exactly. Okay. But however, they are very much more concentrated. Um, and I think the issue with like with racism in a lot of these countries is going to come down to with Brazil being one of the main exceptions and Colombia, right? Because they are very... And in and, and a lot of the Caribbean places as well, there are people that look just very black. Mm-hmm. Right, like they, they, they are black pretty much, like not just as like kind of this ambiguous Afro-Latino, but they just look black as well. Um, but for the most part, in every other part, I think racism kind of takes more uh, in the shape of like erasure of their existence. Specifically, like if you look at somewhere like Argentina, and it's even as, as recent as like a few years ago, like the president in 2018 made a statement saying that like 
uh, there's like a saying in Argentina, it's like, Mexico is descendants of Aztecs. Uh, Peru is descendants of Incas. Did you tell me this? Did you tell me? My dad just told me about this like two and, weeks and, ago. And, and, and then it's like in Argentina, we are descendants of ships. Mm. Like we have no like relation with the land. They, they are very Eurocentric. Like, right, we are European descendants. There is no like attachment to like any kind of other culture. I think exact quote was like, And he, that was the president of, yeah. The, he, he's he, like, we come from the jungle and then they come from... Or like yeah, and I this was, was in 2018. It was the a president of Argentina. It was a foul quote. Yeah, and it does, it dismisses like every other part of their that identity. Shit to the UN, I think. Yeah, it was during a UN meeting, or no, it was like during some forum. I have like the the information put up. I know somewhere. what you're talking about. Yeah, like I said, my dad um, just told me about this damn. I, I didn't know you were gonna spring that on me, but yeah, yeah, like he had just told me about this like maybe like about three weeks ago, and I was like, yo, excuse me. He said what? Because I was discussing that uh concept that you're saying with like Argentina specifically. Like they feel very, and we mentioned this in our uh, I believe Cumbia episode. They're very much like European. Mm-hmm. Like they they hold on to the European roots. Yeah, in, in Uruguay and in Argentina, I think it's it's, it's kind like of safe to say they they perceive to have this like sense of arrogant arrogance mm-hmm. in them because of how they like think they're so much better. Because they're I'm Eurocentric. I'm not saying right like yeah, for sure. Like we're painting with a broad brush here. The, disclaimer: Yeah, we're yeah. painting with a broad brush here. And uh, to be fair, like I haven't had too many conversations with Argentinos. I actually and don't know a single but I, I have one friend that I, I'm, I'm pretty cool with. Yeah, but the general sentiment and sentiment is that like exactly. Typically see so like the racism that. doesn't take shape in like oh like, you know I don't like black people. Uh, it takes the form of like they don't exist here, right? And so like when you erase them from like the culture in that country, then it's almost like oh that problem doesn't exist here because they don't exist here. So I think that's the distinct difference between like a lot of the issues that we see in Latin America versus in the U.S., right? Because here it's very pretty much front and center. Um, and it's kind of interesting. I think there's a lot of like back and forth that you'll see because I was reading a, an article as well from like the professor of um, like Afro-Latino studies at like Harvard. And he was like, if you ask me the same question, oh, because they asked him, do black lives matter more in America Latina than they do in the U.S.? And he said, sadly, like I, the answer is no. Right in places like Brazil and like Colombia, like police brutality against like African descendants, against Afro Latinos, is extremely prevalent, and you'll see it in like the news. And that's why in those countries there were Black Lives Matter protests. There were kind of like, there was people saying like, hey, like this impacts our community, and we're going to stand up and say something about it, along with what's happening in the United States. Right, like uh, they they were kind of fueled by that. But in and then he says, so you see that exact same thing that you see in these countries that you do in the U.S. However, it's interesting because if you were to ask me 10 years ago, like, is, it, is that the circumstance? I may have said that they maybe did matter a little bit more. For example, like in a country like Brazil 10 years ago, there was more affirmative action towards kind of getting Afro-Latinos involved in the, like, their political systems, right? Like these structures, right? Like kind of trying to dismantle like the systemic racism that exists. And there was like, there was good progress. Like, they had, like, politicians and people of power kind of place that, like, were speaking for, like, these communities. Now, there's corruption and all kinds of stuff that goes on in a lot of these places. Um, But for the most part, like, it was a stark difference 10 years ago. But then you, like, fast forward now and the progress is slow. And I think that's kind of, like, the end-all goal, right? I think initially the problem is not as bad in maybe some of these places because there was more of a mixture and an ambiguity of, like, black people um with like indigenous people uh and so you don't really have to address the problem so the floor is a little bit higher 
but then the progress has been slower because again there's not a problem to identify mm -hmm. whereas in the united states like the floor was rock bottom right and then we've slowly made mm -hmm. progress and we're making progress i think quicker now because i think we're a little bit more radical mm -hmm. um is what i think happens because oh yeah because if you ask like have you asked like your like your dad or your mom like oh do you think like racism is a problem in mexico no i haven't, I haven't had those discussions if you had to ask them what do you think they would say they probably say no. They probably because like again like they're speaking to my parents specifically. Like they're very kind of like practical. Like I, I, again, we've mentioned this in previous episodes. A lot of like people in these country and Mexico specifically, like they're just worried about like the the next paycheck to pay the bills, whatever. So they're not even thinking about it. like it's not even close to the top of their mind, right? Like you talk yeah. about like the the kind of problems that like mm -hmm. racism might be like dead last on their list of problems. You know, like for sure. You, you know what I'm saying? So. They would say no because not not that it doesn't exist. It's just that like they're again not aware of it, right? Like they they would be like no, like yeah, I like, don't know what you're talking about. Like yeah. there's not even a black person around to be racist towards, kind of almost kind of yeah. like that sort mm -hmm. of thing. What we just talked about, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now let me ask you this: Do you think that your parents are slightly racist? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, no. Uh, it's like do your parents so listen weird. to the podcast yeah my mom does oh dang <laughs> uh no 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 that I, not racist it's I, I think a lot of what ends up happening is that people are like unintentionally like racist and like the racism comes does that from change the racism no 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 and it's like not at all but it doesn't i feel like it doesn't come from like like a place of hatred and oppression right because like they're not oppressing right like are they i don't know I, and the common for i don't i don't know man like <laughs> what do you want me to say it's it and, and you know what I'm i think the like, reaction I, I think that history is different like right for sure. like people here it's easy to identify where like racist kind of things might have come from right like slavery right you can trace it back to slavery and, and this feeling of superiority and like white superiority towards you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so you now you go to like mexico i i personally don't know the history of mexico but i don't know what kind of oppression i think you can even speak because you were telling me earlier yeah I'll, I'll talk a little so i'll give you a little bit more that, insight but i don't i don't think that people necessarily like think that they're superior to like black people specifically i think it bec it does take the form of like colorism and, it, it, and yeah i think that is more prevalent like i think they would identify easier to that i think they might my parents, like, if I were to ask them, they might refer to that first. They might refer to, like, the colorism and the classism because that's kind of what it morphed to. Like, I think you were, you were alluding to that or pretty much saying it directly. Um, if I don't think they'd be able to connect the dot to racism. Yeah. You know and you know, I mean? it's, I, 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 I love your reaction right now because I think that's pretty much how a lot of people in this circumstance react, especially when having to self-identify as racist mm. or, like, identify even someone that you love as being racist, right? Um because if you ask me, do you think your parents are racist? Yes. <laughs> it's just what it is. Yeah. Right? Now, I, I, I agree with you, right? Like, if you meet, and, and maybe one more than the other, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe they're a little bit more bigoted than they are. Like, like really racist is, is, is kind of the way I would put it. But right, a lot of it's unintentional. It's not meant to be harmful. But sometimes it does tread on that line. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not an excuse. Like, that, no way did I mean like it And I an think excuse. that's where the problems start to kind of creep mm -hmm. up, right? When we start to use it as an excuse. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times we're like trying to, 
I guess validate like why because don't get it twisted like in my own home whenever there's whenever these things come up whenever those things come up like i'll call them out because i feel like it's my place to call it like like who else is gonna yeah you have educate right like they've lived their life a certain type of way and grew up with these certain type of and that's just weird in general right having to correct your parents good lord man (laughs) it's tough talk about picking a fight i don't know if anyone else out there has had to correct their mexican honduran salvadorian parents oh my god it's so hard and sir one of them can be more close-minded than the other and that is it your dad (laughs) yeah because my dad's the same (laughs) yeah Yeah. and so no like i've had to have that conversation with my dad like hey dad like that's not cool yeah like you shouldn't say that and then sometimes i will go back to like moments that i remember as a kid and being like hey dad do you remember like saying this and then they were like uh, i mean uh, maybe you know like in spanish right but they, they they don't want and i think it's because they, they've never been challenged right to like have that conversation because the only conversations they ever had wasn't with someone that was black right it was with my tios and my tias that if they had similar sentiments right only shared the same conversations and while maybe it was never again like hateful it's still dangerous uh and i think that's kind of like that's where i think i have to play the biggest role in what i think is this now racist country that we live in right because i think you were you were kind of alluding to it earlier black and brown people have similarities in kind of like their their challenges that that they're going through in, in life now in the united states being black is very much i think a, a, a one of the most difficult challenges that has nothing to do with like who you are as a person Definitely. right as far as like the, the content of your character um it's, it's obviously it has a huge part to do with how they identify but uh i think the role that brown people have in this fight is first and foremost to be an ally and the biggest way to be an ally is to start at home with correcting behavior and conversations around why it's important to care about what's going on in Minnesota, what's going on in Texas, right? And what's going on in a lot of these places. Uh, because we want to be allies in their fight and we want them to be allies in our fight, right? Like we'll talk about racism against Latinos and Hispanics in, in, in the U.S. Uh, a little bit later in the episode. But it's, it's being an ally is, I think, where we, where we play the biggest role. And so that's why I'm constantly trying to have conversations with, with loved ones, people with friends. Um, and we'll jump into that, right? Because one of the biggest conversations that I have to have, we talked about it before, is using the N-word. Mm-hmm. It's mad uncomfortable uh, when you first start to have those conversations. And it's a perfect analogy for just even having conversations about racism in general. Because it starts with you, right? I used to say the N-word all the time. Hey, little Rudy boy. Same. I'm every, sorry. Every fourth, it could be anything, right? It's I would use it like I would use the word hoe nowadays, right? Everything's a hoe. Not like, you know, a hoe hoe, but you know what I'm saying? Like dang, it's cold in a hoe in here. Okay, okay. You know, okay. like oh, in that kind of way. You're here referring to women out there names? No. What you doing? No, sir. God first damn. of all. <laughs> first of Who's all. getting canceled now? Yeah, you're getting canceled <laughs> because men can definitely be hoes, and I would say that they're bigger hoes, okay. in all honesty. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, look at you. Nice cover-up. I like it. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> clean it, clean I, I've been practicing. <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah, like, I used to say it all the time, mm-hmm. right? Now, I grew up in a predominantly 
minority neighborhood, my specific kind of like little block was definitely mostly like black kids. Um, there was definitely like a little like uh, Latino Mexican community, like a, a few blocks down, but I kind of grew up more on, on, on that side. I played basketball and I was almost kind of like encouraged, right? When I became a part of like a circle of friends, uh, specifically like the people that I play basketball with, right? My homeboy, Big Rich. Um, using the word, I never got challenged. Yeah. I, I was almost encouraged, right? And even when I went to school, I joined a historically black, predominantly black, a Greek, like, Greek life organization. Um, and some of my own fraternity brothers were like, when I would say it, like someone would challenge me when I would use it. So again, this was only five years ago now, right? I, when I would use it and I would say it, someone would say, ah, but Rudy's Mexican, you know what I'm saying? He's with the people, like he's different, like it's, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And now would he be like, yeah, bro, like it's not the, you know, hey, get it's, off it's, me, man. it's me, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, like I got, I got the card, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I got the card that I can use, I, I, look, it's my pass, <laughs> look at my pass. <laughs> Do you have any okay? wallet? I don't, okay. no, because like, it would never actually existed. <laughs> but it wasn't until some of my fraternity brothers started to challenge me more and more and more on using it and asking me like the whys, right? Like, why do you feel, one, like you even want to say the word? And I was like, shit, I don't know, man. It's just a part of my vernacular. Why, why do anybody want to use anywhere? Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's You just, know? Yeah. Like, you don't it, really think that. So it's... it's a, as a kid, you definitely don't. Like, yeah. Like, I was personally never challenged. Like, it wasn't until much later where I just kind of saw that, like, oh, it's not cool to say that word. Kind of like, <laughs> now we can't say it. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should stop saying it. But no, I'm dead ass. I was never challenged. And yeah. I'm much like yourself, like, I used it as well, right? Like, all, all the time. You grew up... I grew up in a similar type of situation, similar type of, like, friend group, mm-hmm. right? You know, Mexicans in the hood, they just yeah, they just and that and, and, and I think that generally happens a lot of places. Like, right? if you're a Mexican in the hood, if you're a, a Latino in the hood, and it's you know used all the time. Mm-hmm. Like if, if bro, if you go to Oak Cliff, hey, if you go to three hundred three today, two one six today, I promise you, yeah, more than ninety percent of the Latinos in in those bars and places, yeah, they be hey, saying it at the top of their lungs. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Oak Cliff. But, but yeah, I, I never thought those those questions like like what else? They, so you say like why? I didn't mean to like why? Out. Why do you want to use the word? Right. Which Such a weird I was question. like, I mean, I don't know. I just you know we use it. Yeah, you yeah. know, we just use it. And then two, it's like okay, why do you feel so attached to use it? Even ask even after I ask you to not use it, and that was the harder question for me to answer. Mm-hmm. Right when I ask you, hey, like, can you not use this word? Why do you provide? pushback like oh hey like it's okay for me to use it like i'm i'm your friend right because at that point that shouldn't really matter mm-hmm. and that was the first time i really took a step back and was like no you're absolutely right uh, so in that situation would you say using it is considered racist like because this is kind of i, I want to draw the parallel i don't know if i can i think it's tolerant of like racist behavior okay I, I i don't know if i can draw the parallel but that's kind of what i mean by this like unintentional racism sort of stuff where like you're saying it and it's like offensive it can it can be offensive right like mm-hmm. like you're saying like they they and but if we're not challenged and we're not kind of aware like as a kid you definitely don't know the history of the word right absolutely like you, you have no idea yeah so especially like, in texas like they're gonna whitewash this history you know right so so it's like this ignorance that results in problematic racist or tolerant of racist behavior kind of you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah no know. you're absolutely right it's a it's it, it's a weird dynamic to kind of follow yeah um, yeah, kind of mm-hmm. And so I, and I do think it's a little bit different, right? Because I think some of the racism that I'm referring to when it comes to my parents is very behavioral, right? Like, 
locking their doors, mm. right, when they see someone. Uh, the, like this example is all the time, right? Like moving to the other side of the street when you see someone walking towards you. Yeah. Full disclaimer, I do that with it. Like just anyway, I'm pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pussy. <laughs> First of all, sir, that's sexist. Because what does that even mean? Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm dick. Like, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> you're right. But, yeah. Uh, no, nah, I'm joking. That was a joke. It's, uh, what was I going to say? It's difficult, right? Because no, it's I, not the I, same I, th- thing, I think the word, like, using the word the way we were, uh, was, it had less behavior attached to it, mm-hmm. Right. It was more so like this word that just shouldn't really be used and, and has a, a, a racist background to it that I think just shouldn't exist in our vernacular uh, as opposed to the racism that I'm kind of saying that like my parents kind of showed uh, and even myself as a kid, right? Because I, I learned from my parents, right? Like we are products of our environment. Uh, they, there was more rooted in behavior, which I think is more dangerous, now, this is not say, to say like one outweighs the other, but I think that's just the way that I look at it. And so, again, now we're, we're back to what I'm, I was trying to discuss earlier, which is I think that that's kind of where I stand in this fight, right? When addressing like racism, I start with myself, like, right? Like, what behaviors am I exhibiting? Like, what am I doing? Like, what conversations am I having uh, with myself about like everything that's going on when George Floyd incident happened? In Minnesota, right, I had to look into myself and say, like, hey, am I doing enough to, like, support, like, you know, my friends, my, my brothers that I call, like, in my fraternity, like, and, and anybody and everyone that I cared for that was black in my life, am I doing enough for them? Um, and so I felt like I was called to action. And then now it's to help those immediately around me. Anytime something, like, if it's my sister, my brother-in-law, uh, my cousins anybody that i think has kind of walked in that line i'll try to say something although i'm not gonna lie sometimes it's kind of uncomfortable like in my barbershop i'll go in there and it'd be like a random dude getting a cut and he'll like be telling the story about like ah, blah, 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 blah. and then this and i'll be like oh and i'm just in the chair getting a haircut so i don't want to say anything and i'm not gonna lie sometimes i haven't yeah and i and that's when i'm like i gotta challenge myself to like speak up no matter what but you know my barber's in no cliff and I that's, was gonna say like every barber that I know. Is, yeah, and it's it's tough, and so like it, it's just you know. But what? you have to do it. It's like pe- you you have to. At least I feel like I have to. It's like we think that I feel like we think this way because of like higher education and stuff that we've gone through. Like we've gone through these experiences, whatever. Like yeah, because a lot of those times, like I think people that kind of. But I'm trying not to build an excuse in for people. No, I'm not. And I think an that's a little bit also like privilege. I, I do think that some of it. I think you're right, right? I think if you you've gone through like a higher education system, it's not an excuse. I'm not saying excuse. I'm just trying to understand how like how they got like I like the you. common the like common denominator. Yeah, like yeah. The, the common denominators in and the type of people that exhibit these behaviors, right? For like, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're absolutely right. And like, again, it's a generalization. I'm if you were to take a poll of like a bunch of Latinos from like our neighborhoods that went to you know a four year university, graduated, and are working in a general like you know corporate job or some kind of role where like they're using their education, uh, they're probably less likely That's to, to to use the the word as opposed to someone that comes from the same neighborhood. And I wonder what the that stayed in those neighborhoods. And I think it's just that, right? I think it's just they, 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 they stay. Because once you get older, like, your circle really gets smaller, right? And you see the same people more often than not. And so if your whole circle is, like, you know, using it and doing it, no one's challenging anybody, then nothing's mm-hmm. going to change. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm kind of talking about, right? Like, that's my role. Like, when I'm in these circles, 
of like family members of people that I know that are like comfortable using it. Like I know no one else is challenging them. So like I kind of have to take take on that challenge. Mm-hmm. And I encourage anybody out there to take on that challenge, right? Because like as again again, like we should be allies in this fight. You know, like it's 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 one been way too long, right? Because you look at something like the civil rights movement, right, in the sixties. There was a Chicano movement like like four years later, like in, in the sixty eight, um, by Chicanos like addressing the 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 struggles that these communities in los angeles were having um when they, there was a bunch of walkouts there was a uh protest all over la about you know hey like our civil rights are also being violated um and there was a lot of black people that joined the chicano movement right to kind of because they knew that they knew the struggle and so i think that's where it's really really important um and you so you have to start addressing these racist behaviors or comments or you know whatever it may 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 be um and sometimes it's hard right like you it it hits home i have a goddaughter that's half black right and so like i that makes it even more personal for me right to like make sure that like the society that we that she grows up into uh is far more advanced than than the one that i grew up in uh because there's challenges out there and and we can't be a part of the problem right we need to be a part of the solution is kind of where it comes down to it Mm-hmm. Ain't that some true shit? Damn, man, I've been talking Damn, for a while. Trying, my trying, bad, bro. Hey, I get into mic. this bag. No, I get into this bag. You're good. Heavily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. You mentioned earlier. I kind of want to now provide a little bit more context as to why, like, even like for like Mexicans. Sorry, all the other Latinos out there. I didn't do research just into to yours as much, <laughs> but but I think this was important. Well, not important. This was different because Mexico and the U.S. share a border. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and so we talked about it before. Right, there was this huge Mexican territory that the U.S. kind of took over. So at that time, people in te- in in Texas, right, were Mexican, right. So that was actually a big part of why the Republic of Texas even came to be a thing, was because in 1829, Mexico abolished slavery, and everyone in Texas, all the the anglo-americans or whatever i don't i don't even know yeah, what you call fuck, them then <laughs> all the uh, all the oppressors uh were like nah bro we need our slaves uh and so then Fucking the republic bad. of texas was born because there was a what's it called it's a it's a treaty right where if someone escapes to it was like the same kind of treaty that was signed um the geneva no that's a that's an accord <laughs> I don't know. What are you that. talking about? I don't know. This guy, sure. this guy is the genius. I've been first. No, it's good. But um, right. So like, if if, if someone, if a slave ran away, you could send someone to go like bring them back. Oh, right. Shit, that was a treaty that was signed uh, between the North and the South between the, between the Confederacy uh, and the Union. Uh, however, there was one that was attempted to be signed between the U.S. and and Mexico. And they were like, nah, bro. If As soon as someone steps foot in Mexico, they are a free person. Now, to be fair, indentured servitude was definitely going on during that time. However, you know, indentured servitude definitely, I think... It's a little bit better. Than, than slavery. <laughs> uh, I mean, not, and again, now we're just talking about how deeply rooted the problem is yeah. everywhere we go, right? But to be fair, right, they tried to escape um and move into mexico because yeah technically they would be considered free and willingly enter indentured servitude which still right terrible system to to have to be a part of um but okay so now let's talk about kind of how that changes the dynamic of everything because why was 
Mexico adamant about saying no? Do you know who the president was at that time? Of Mexico? Mm-hmm. Shit, the only one I know at that age was, I mean, in that time was Santa Ana, bro. So, no, I don't. Vicente Guerrero. Never heard of his name before. What? No. Okay, well, yeah, oh, this is where I, anybody else? Monica? Man, Vicente on. Guerrero? Come on now, bro. No, nah, anybody? Nobody here's gonna know that. Fabi Salvadorian, so yeah. she she gets Honduran. Sorry. Oh my God. No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week on the Scattered Podcast episode. And, and like, a new studio. All right. New st- <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm reading this map, and it's the Salvadorians up here. I'm sorry. Oh shit. Fabi Salvadorian. Oh. Ne- next week I'll have a different host. <laughs> he won't be here. Man, six feet under. Good lord, I'm gonna have to win myself back with that one later. Oh my god. All right. That was great. Well, okay, now back to the facts that I was about to spit. Um, so during the, uh, the Mexican-American Revolution, uh, there was a general, uh, there was actually a, it was called the Ejército Moreno, which mm-hmm. was the dark army when you translate it, mm-hmm. um, of Father Hidalgo, and it kind of started the, the fight for like freedom. Uh, and the general of that particular um, army, his name was Vicente Guerrero, and he was a descendant of uh, an Afro-Latino. So he, he looked Afro-Latino. He looked a little bit black almost. Um, and he was the second president of the United States. So, I'm sorry, of Mexico. Excuse me? Sorry, sorry, sorry. There's a lot of information in front of me. Johnny, don't use that. The second president of the United States. He was the second. An Afro-Latino. Hey, who's the second, pres- hey, who's the second president of the United States? I don't fucking know. John dude. Adams, you idiot. All right. <laughs> I don't, I don't care about them colonizers. Who was, the, who was the third president of the United States? I don't fucking know. Thomas Jefferson, you idiot. <laughs> who was the fourth? Where's John Quincy Adams? He was the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, yeah. So, Vicente Guerrero was the second president of Mexico. So, that's why he was very adamant. Like, no. Right? Like, th- that's not going to happen. And then, of course, that leads to the American, uh, Mexican-American Revolution. And Fuck that war. We lose 55% of, of, of Mexico's territory. That's how much was, like, I, I don't think people understand how big Mexico was. I still get angry. In that time. Yeah, me too. Fuck like, the Alamo. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I remember, like, growing up learning shit, about it, bro. and I was like, oh, this was, is so cool. Yeah, the Alamo. I, I, Even I, though we lost. But who won, though? No, I'm saying, like, when I'm learning it, right, like, they say we oh. lost the Alamo. Oh. No, right? I was like, who won, though? Yeah, I met. Yeah, Y'all lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what? But, I mean, again, that's the frame of mind that I'm in you know when what I'm I hate? learning. Like to this day, that come and take it flag. I fucking hate that yeah, flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that flag, bro. I feel like it's racist also. It is. Okay. Cool. Yeah. My, my roommate. Same as a Confederate flag. My if you think that's problematic, come find me. Johnny, my, stop dropping batteries. <laughs> my roommate in college had had that flag hung up. In, no in way. Room. I was just like, dude, fucking. Hey, man. what's his name? Call him out. I hate this. I honestly don't remember. Because like, he was only in for like half a semester. Like, oh, was he white? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he sense. like transferred. I had like a whole thing. My 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 actual roommate got like kicked out or some shit. And oh, interesting. He, this guy came. He was on my roommate for like a month or something. And then he was like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, this guy's fuck this guy. This yeah, guy's he probably brown. hated me too. Yeah, yeah. You like, think so? The fucking brown. Was there boy. any undertones of like? Uh, we honestly like spoke very little. I'm telling you, it was like, oh, what's up? Oh, mm. Fuck you. Like my like roommate, my freshman year that I had for like a little bit was. Uh, he was like this 28-year-old like dude from like the Czech Republic or something. Oh, where? Yeah, it was mad random. Interesting. And I, I think he was definitely like a little like racist. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. Oh, fuck. This guy had a whole come and take effect. I was just... Yeah, I mean, anything that's rooted around like, right, the, the history and like, you know, of that time and period, I think it, like, it's, you can't, you can't detach 
the connotation. That's why I refuse to go to San Antonio to this day. <laughs> San Antonio is cool. <laughs> you know, the Alamo just happened. But yeah, I mean, no, it's 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 crazy, right? Fifty five percent. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I may be a little bit off on that number because like I've been it was reading a through a lot of numbers. Chunk, bro. And huge. Chain and off. so okay. Now let's talk about kind of like the, the reason it's, it's, it's so ambiguous, right? So I mentioned it to you earlier. If you ask someone from like a lot of these places, they'll mention like classism is more of an issue than, than, uh, than racism is. And so the, the gentleman that I was referring to earlier that studied um, Afro-Latino, like racism in Afro-Latino in, in, at Harvard uh, said, that's the general idea that you'll be kind of that you'll hear in these places, but they're very much tied together and one and the same. And reason being is because the people that they're referring to are often more rural, kind of lower socioeconomic classes, and they'll be more indigenous looking, right? Which now kind of brings us back to colorism a little bit. And the reason there's more ambiguity is because whenever they were, slaves were brought into into like, for, places like Mexico and you went out into the farm, uh, the, the slaves were actually the foremen and a lot of the indigenous people were the slaves. A Clarif- form, clarify. A foreman is the, the... No, no, no. Which slaves were the foreman? The African descendant slaves okay. um, were the foremen and then the indigenous people were, were, were the ones uh, that, that were slaves. And I'm sure there were like Africans that were, all, you know, the African descendants that were also slaves. Um, and then they would, the foreman would have children with you know uh the indigenous slaves and so now you have a much more ambiguous people that are kind of almost in like the same lower class right indigenous afro-latinos and like this kind of mixture that made it much easier moving forward to erase them as a problem Mm -hmm. like right like we don't have a problem with racism we have a problem with like classism uh which is reflected in colorism and that kind of makes it very difficult to address the problem which is kind of i guess the last point yeah yeah no that for sure because i think that's like like you said the biggest issue and the first issue you you see is classism and you see it and it's easier to identify right it's easier to identify like for instance in our in the way that uh we communicate right like like simple thing like when a baby's born he's got like light skin like oh he's really oh está bonito el bebé yeah whenever oh está salió morenito salió like you know like it's all it's like yeah there's kind of like a uh, like like a little like the standard of beauty is like white and then passing baby you look at media i'm gonna speak specifically at mexico because i mean i see novelas and and shit like that um and everybody on the novella is a light-skinned mexican right like a white passing mexican or like Mm -hmm. 90 90 of the cast is you know what i mean um and so you you see the the more indigenous people you're talking about are much less represented, right? Absolutely. And, and so that it's easier to identify. We talked about that in our representation episode, mm-hmm. right? Um, discussing how like a lot of the the actors that are like at the forefront are tend to be like white passing. Yeah. Or, like that or that's the standard of beauty that is kind of portrayed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, you kinda of have to make the realization and the connection that those kind of arguments are one not one mm-hmm. in the, but one in the same, you know? Like they're parallel to each other. It stems. Which brings me back to like that's why we have to be allies in like this fight, right? When we're kind of distinguishing now here a little bit more where like black and brown bodies um are more aligned in their struggle. And so therefore, you know, we should be there for each other. Cause bro, like honestly, like if you go to like 
if you go to some like neighborhoods like in Oak Cliff or in I guess the hood of like New York and the hood of like LA and the hood of like all these places, man, you will find pockets, bro, that are like not just like kind of racist, like mad racist. Mm-hmm. Like they hate black people. Mm-hmm. Like they like they will and adamantly talk about it. And I mean, you had that here too. Like, oh, you said Oak Cliff. Yeah, yeah. I said Oak Cliff. Yeah, you, no, bro. And, and did you did you have the fights at middle school? Did yo, your yeah, school have them all the time. Like the black and it was always Mexican. Mexican yeah, it was always black versus Mexicans. Like, I'm, like, why were we fighting at six a.m. or seven a.m.? Hey, bro, middle school oh, and high school. Was, I never participated. I, oh yeah, <laughs> we said this before, right? Like, like middle school, like you be there so early and there'd be fights before school, bro. It's seven a.m. <laughs> what you fight for? Who out here getting their ass yeah, with no, at seven a.m.? I, I went to middle school. <laughs> Right, I went to middle school in Mesquite, so it was. How do you get through the rest of your day? How do you sit in social studies class knowing you got your ass whooped at seven a.m.? But yo, that's such a crazy concept to look back. They literally say, "Oh, Mexicans versus black fight at like seven thirty yeah. in the morning," and it was hella people out there. Yeah, and I'd be like, "All right, cool, I'm gonna go watch." Like, it's so fucking crazy, bro. But yeah, it, it, it's and you'll see it, right? So like, we can't act like it's not a problem, which is the whole point of us having this episode. And that's my that's my reality. I don't know if this right? is where we're going towards like now with like racism both ways, kind of like. Because now I think shit, stuff like that stems like this like kind of circle where it becomes like a who cast the first stone type of thing. But regardless, now the result is racist, racism between the two, be- between the two minority groups, right? Um, like if I were to talk about, um, you talked about those neighborhoods where they're mad racist. I think the opposite also applies. I think you go to neighborhoods where it's black and they're mad racist towards Latino people. Mm, I'm going to challenge that. Well, hold on. Like this is what I'm, try- I'm trying to get. Right, at. Cool. Like, like you have the... Um, Attacks on uh, the 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 street vendors, all the vendors and stuff. Oh, in for LA. sure. Yeah, and yeah. So I do think it's possible to be racist both ways. I don't mean that in any like. I don't think it's problematic to say. I don't no, know for sure. You're about to cancel me, but um, like I said, it's like a who cast the first stone, and it's like like I know a lot of Latino pr- people that are like, oh, they, man, look at look at what the the black people are doing to us, da, 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 like X Y Z, mm-hmm. right? And so now they're racist. Now they hate, right? And so, and I've also seen similar sentiment from black people. It could be online. You could say like it doesn't apply to the. I'm not saying it applies to everybody, but I've seen certain people like on on social media, whatever. Black people say like, oh, it's fucking da 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 Mexicans, whatever da 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 da. And, and yeah, and they're saying things that can be construed as racist, like they can be identified or that are racist. Yeah, that's all. That's all I'm saying. No, for sure, it's definitely um, like this cycle that you're describing is. There definitely can be a two-way street when it comes to like being like hateful. Um, I think when you're talking about racism in the United States, it's so like rooted in like being anti-black that, and it's it's so rooted in the power dynamic that that's why people like will push back and say like, oh, like black people can't be racist. They're like more bigoted or like prejudiced. Um, or either either way, the wrong word. Either way, I mean, it's like at that point now you're like having a uh, an argument about like what, what the word means. Yeah, it's a semantic argument. I'm sorry if I don't. But yeah. ultimately, like, but ultimately, like the point you're making is valid, right? Like you'll have people saying like, "Oh, who cast the first stone?" Right? Because then you have people coming or like uh, Latino communities, and they'll attack. Because I've seen that before, right? They attack a, st- uh, a street vendor, and I think the problem comes when then you start using that person's identity against them when there's no need to 100 percent, yeah yeah. right because that's the original problem mm-hmm. right that was the original problem in like when we we're having these things right like sure but there are bad people all over the world mm-hmm. right so like when something happens to my dad that made him think like dang like i can't believe like this black dude did xyz and mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't matter that he was black yes man. it's yes. just this dude did something yep. to you that's, right th- that's because exactly then mm-hmm. you're using these words like these labels 
uh, only in a negative comment, mm-hmm. right? Because if someone did good, something, if that same person had done something great for you, right. you would have said, hey, yeah, I ran to this dude. That what was, a great guy. Yeah, what a great guy, mm-hmm. right? Like, Not what a great black guy. Yeah, so like, I, I think it's, it's, that's where it's a little bit challenging. Because um, if you follow, like, there's an, a couple of Instagram pages that like, are like, so Mexican, or, like Latinos with attitude. Like, right, like they post some like content on there that's like funny, like the, in generally, but there'll be like moments like that where they're talking about like, oh, like thug comes into like, you know, neighborhood and knocks over like snow cone man or like palateros, like whatever. And if you go into the comments, bro, it's a cesspool of racism, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's just like, see, look, and y'all out here want to want to wave your Black Lives Matter like mm-hmm. flags and blah 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 and xyz and it's like bro that's not and again those are now the conversations that we have to have as a community about how do we not have that reaction and we try to understand you know the root of the problem right which at the end of the day comes from like slavery and never addressing that original sin like the socioeconomic statuses that now exist that are a part of like the system that make people do things that otherwise they wouldn't do right Uh, and so we can't make the problem worse we have to be a part of the solution and so that just goes back to like uh, what i was saying originally right um we just got to have those conversations and talk to people and 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 do what we do be allies bro yeah and and know what what it means to be an ally yeah that's exactly that's all i was trying to say is that there's like this that 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 part where you said it when you care use their i guess they're like their identity their race has like to identify them yeah because there are shitty people of all colors and all like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there's period like, and some of it fine. just has to do with proximity mm-hmm. right like black and brown bodies are just closer in proximity exactly. so you have so if i live in a neighborhood mm-hmm. of you know x people i'm more likely to get robbed by yep. x people because i don't live next to y people right you know why people live yeah over here yeah yeah you know exactly. so like yeah. it's it's a lot of times that's, that's the way they hold us down man that's the way they make the minorities fight and that's what that's the tasting on like you know when, like people bring up the bullshit like black on black crime right again it's an issue of like proximity yeah less yep. of an issue of stuff. i fucking hate when i see yeah bro that's like true. honestly and and, and and i'll put it out there right like i used to listen to ben shapiro just to kind of gain like some some yep. ideas of what like arguments were i know I look at this piece of wood i went to home depot <laughs> <laughs> This great piece of wood. Go to your Home Depot. Hey, you had that hole in a bag too. But I used to, the receipt. Yeah, bro, with the receipt. It's like, bro, what you do? What you gonna do with this piece of wood? And he's fucking. Uh, what's the dude? I edit and Eddie with the plank. Oh, plank. He's been walking yeah, around yeah, like uh, Johnny. That? Yeah, His oh. Johnny. <laughs> hey, Johnny kind of looks like Johnny. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm sure he's sick or tired of hearing that. Dude. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, dude, like the proximity thing for sure. Like that's, and it's. It's so whack to see this minority. I, that's that was always kind of my biggest thing, right? If I'm just gonna, very common sense, like, without all the other nuances around this issue, I always saw it that way. I always saw like, we're minorities, man. If we and get I, together, and and, and the, we I can think do so much, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like we and, made the point on one of the, our previous episodes, right? Like we as a people are powerful. Like when we were just talking about like the, the, the land community. Mm-hmm. We as a people, as a minority community. Are even more powerful yeah. right when we become aligned and so i'm so disappointed when i see those types of like the vendor attacks and then the response to the vendor attacks saying that like oh it's the black people da, 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 like mm-hmm. all the racist stuff that comes from it and then their hate back towards us and like all that beef right and and then you have it in other minorities groups too i think like like the beef between like the black and asian community and like south south la yeah like, south like Central LA, there's yeah, a lot like, of issues because like, of like you know like if if because if, korea like for example like in, like there's a lot of koreans that own um 
little stop shops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if they get robbed, right, again, an issue of proximity and an issue exactly. of, 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 of just the, the social the people Exactly. Yes. And I think now at that point, like, you have to go about educating yourself as to the why because if you're not, like, mm-hmm. actively seeking that information, then sure, right? Like, we're just going to use the labels and, and what we see with our own eyes to kind of, like, create these narratives that, that fit what just happened. But it's, it's so much bigger than that. And I think that's ultimately like where like a lot of these things are kind of lost in translation and and, and they just get worse. Yeah. So um, I think that's actually a really good transition into what like what you were speaking about uh, before, right? Like we as a like we as a minority group like have so much more in common than than mm-hmm. than, than we have differences. Yeah. Um, because we've been talking a lot about just racism within our own cultures, like whether it being like Latin America and then even here in the United States. Um, there's racism against like uh, us as a people right and so you have to again now and the black community has been our ally in a lot of these fights I, re- mm-hmm. I referred to the Chicano movement that happened in, in I'm pretty sure it was like 68 uh, in LA they were they were there to support us right and yeah. so when we're going through like yep, these yep, issues yep. like th- no one's gonna bigger, be a bigger ally for us than than the black community mm-hmm. um because we see it right like we it just happened not too long ago the that hatred towards whether they call us hispanics latinos mexicans it it exists right i remember growing up you said the word earlier that's not what they were calling us what did they call you kevin we're back <laughs> no it was the end and i remember being a kid and like it being painted like on some like walls like in in dallas and, and like it being on the news and, like, and beaner Beaner. Now I think Beaner is like made to be like funnier, right? Because oh, even we oh, call ourselves Beaners. Well, I think that's part of like kind of, uh, Yeah, but I think that's kind of like our version of like the, like retaking it. Like I think we did. Like that's kind of see wet back. I'll sure. never say. Like I have no like. You never call nobody a mojado. No, jokingly. I've, no. I've heard mad people say mojado like mojado like as a joke. It's like I don't know like maybe because it's not a problem like. I think that is to be addressed a yet. Joke. I've definitely heard it. But hey, it's, a it's, like, a, it's a slippery slope. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Could, I don't know. I'm just saying like, it's it's like they've used it like that. But like, for sure. Yeah, like that's what I... They beaner too. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like, as long as we... It's, it's kind of like... Yeah, it's not offensive. Like, if you call me beaner, I don't care. It's like, what yeah, like we can joke around. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some but, of those frijoles. Yeah. And there's another one, Spick, but I don't know where that... I yeah, we were like looking up the... That was apparently super offensive. Is it... I mean, I think that's like what I see, like in the movies, like oh, he's a spick, and I'm like, huh? I've like, never I've really never heard, heard it spick. used. I'm sorry, myself. <laughs> yeah, probably. Have y'all heard it? Yeah, no. It's, it's not used. It's the Mexican stuff. Other parts of 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 Latin America. I don't know. I tried to look up the etymology of the word. It's all over the place. I couldn't quite tell. What the it etymology meant. of words is really cool when you start like diving into things, especially slurs. Yeah, some. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to encourage the uh, the research of like slurs, but <laughs> it's interesting if you want to jump into that bag. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, no. Wetback was the biggest one, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. And nowadays, build that wall. Racist rhetoric. Like I don't care how you try to like say like oh like we're just fuck n- your wall. Racist. Though. Yeah, bro. Fuck that wall. Yeah. Over, under, through, we gonna find a way. Mm-hmm. You finna, trust me, you ain't finna, <laughs> you, yeah, I promise. Cause it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Right? Like when we looked at the root of the problem, like people crossing the border illegally wasn't the, the, how you gain such like a, a large population of undocumented um, people in this country. It was because of overstayed visas. Right? So like you, th- these build the wall 
you know, chants and conversations are completely rooted in, in racist rhetoric, right? Because you are trying to build, you're trying to fear monger, right? You're trying to like kind of super racist gain this like, yeah, we should be, all be in this fight against, against who? Against us, against people that look like you, that look like me, people that were my parents, that people that are, that were our grandparents, right? So, and, and, and that's extremely dangerous because, right, that kind of rhetoric can one day be used to create a manifesto against foreign people that leads someone to go shoot a Walmart in El Paso, Texas, right? Like, if you feel empowered by the, the, the words and the chants, build that wall. If you have a president that is calling us rapists. Oh, and I'm just getting angry. And what else, well, what else did he, he say? Rapists and murderers, isn't it? Yeah. And, and we don't send our best people. If you, yeah, exactly. If, if, Fuck if you, if you're using this, kiss ki- my ass. That's what I, oh, <laughs> I'm just getting mad. All you Trumpies out there. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, 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 keep going. Don't say, let me no, talk. Spit facts. Come on, Kevin. <laughs> don't let me talk, bro. No, just cause I, I, I'm getting to a point where I'm just going to be angry and like not really make sense and just cuss and not really articulate. You're articulating. Articulate. Articulate away. <laughs> articulate my anger, please. And it's, no, it's, it's, it's infuriating, right? And in, in, if anything, it's also disheartening to like have to imagine that someone else who has never met me, has never held a conversation with me, looks at me and that's the reaction they have. This person does not belong here. This person is of a lower status than I am. And their life means less than mine. And so that's the fight that we know that we also have. So I'm going to bring it back around, right? We, as a people, have to help in, in addressing the overall problem and become allies with, yeah. like, with, yeah, our, with we our, feel our that minorities. Way. They feel that way tenfold. And we have to, again, you said it, we're more alike, right? We're very alike, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, they're like that tenfold. So if we feel this, like that anger I was feeling right now, you imagine, I can't imagine the anger they would feel. You and know it's, what I'm saying? And it's a back and forth, right? It's using, it's using all these similarities, right? If you go and you tell, again, I didn't know the history of, right, slavery uh, and the, the, we'll use the word again, Underground Railroad towards Mexico, until I looked it up myself. Mm. I didn't know it until you told me about it about 45 minutes ago. (laughs) That's a history that I'm not privy to, right? Vicente Guerrero being a Afro-Latino like president of Mexico? I don't know who that is. No idea, right? Um, And so it's it's super important to go out there and have these conversations and inform people because if you can have them, Mm -hmm. then we make progress and that's ultimately the goal. And I think again we've talked about like at the root of our problems like it's just kind of baked into to some of the conversations that we have like like in our communities so it's just kind of like getting rid of that um and there's a lot that we didn't even touch today right because we didn't even jump into like the colorism bag all that much we kind of walked around it a little bit um because that's a, a another huge problem right like it's you have people in a lot of these countries who don't even self-identify as being black, even though they look black, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a Dominican problem, especially. Uh, I mean, the simple fact sure. that yeah, we didn't address the dynamics in other... In other places, yeah. But I like, know, I mean, and like, to, I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit, right? Like, some of these things are so baked in that 
Oh, you know we didn't. Oh, sorry. Finish your statement. Oh no, I was gonna say some of the things are so baked in that like that you that you see like self hate in a lot of these like uh air, like places as well, right? Where like you have someone that looks like you know Richard. Mm -hmm. I use one of my homies that's black, um, and they'd be like, no, 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 papi, you know, you know, soy negro, yo mm -hmm. soy, you know, X Y Z. What accent was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with the accents. I told you this. What accent did it sound like? I'm not gonna say. Oh, okay. Yeah, y'all, y'all let it, y'all let him know. Let me know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they said like, no, I'm gonna not, say I'm, Bobby. I don't know, bro. I just came back from Puerto Rico. Oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's, that's what I was out there spinning. I was like, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, well, your mommy, and then they just walk away, and I'd be like, all right, okay, that didn't work. That Next didn't work. <laughs> okay. No, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's self. -hate. And so you know, it's like there's some self hate there because it's so like ingrained, right? Like they don't want to even identify as such, um, and and that's not even the fact that we went into all that much. Uh, with the thing that I was gonna say, not to cut you off, and I don't know how we're gonna address that at this point, but uh, just because we're running short on time, but uh, we didn't even touch on, I guess, the reason why this episode's topic even <laughs> was decided was that cartoon I sent you. Oh man, yeah, we didn't even jump into that. Yeah, yeah, for, go ahead. So I saw, saw like a random on my explore page, just like Mexican um, graphic. What's the word? Graphic artist? Graphic? Like cartoonist? He, I don't know. He makes uh, fucking graphic designer. Okay, yeah, move yeah. on. Okay, uh, of this like character, and the character was a like, blackface character. It was like uh, whatever, and I, I didn't know. I was like, who the fuck is this? And uh, I went in the comments to see. I was like, certainly people are like, yo, what is this? Uh, the guy didn't have that many followers, so there wasn't that much engagement. But regardless, like I saw no like outrage of racism. The only thing I saw was like ah, me mean pinguin, and that was that was something I googled, and that was that's the person's the character's name is me mean pinguin. pinguin. If you've uh, never heard, I'd never heard of it until you sent it to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, I, the, I then that went down a rabbit hole of trying to, like, what is this? Who is this? Like, what? where did this come from? And yeah, it's a, basically like a comic strip, like, character. Well, that's how it started. It's a pick, it's, it's in the, it's a Pikini style character, right? Which is the, like, characterization of black people with, like, the exaggerated features, like, having big lips. Like, they almost, they... There, there's a lot of it in American culture, mm -hmm. which I had never seen anything like it in Latin yeah. America. And then, was this specifically to Mexico or was it? No. So I, I think it was created in Mexico, but the article I read then went on to say like it's very super popular in Mexico, Dominican Republic, and a couple other countries. Like mm -hmm. a, a countries that I would say like were in that top five list or that you said earlier of having a big uh, African, Afro, Afro uh, community. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, like it's it's a cartoon character that's like uber popular and was for a very long time. And it was like a Dennis the Menace kind of character, right? Like yeah. this little like bad. Well, that's kid. see, that's this was interesting. That's where like, a, but he was, was like, like a lovable character too. Yeah, that's because the article was like it was very objective, I think, and it was trying to analyze like kind of like how what whatever, and like part of it was like saying like or like a lot of the people that defended over there is like. He's portrayed to be yeah supposedly a lovable like he's people like him like he's not like a the butt of the joke yeah a lot of the times but he's like the little bad like he's like mischiefy you know like he's actually, yeah that, they, they, they said it kind of started that way and then it became as he he being like the the cool one like the one that like oh man yeah I want to be like Mimi Pinguin kind of supposedly I I'm just this is just the article that I read um, the creator uh, was her name was Yolanda Vargas Duche Dutch sure Duce? sure but yeah uh she, the created, imagery she alone created is very... the character when she came back from cuba so i think there was maybe some cuban inspiration mm -hmm. which i think has which would make sense yeah. in maybe where she saw 
this kind of caricature yeah and then brought it back um but yeah no i was like yo this is crazy yeah i was flabbergasted and then did you and then you asked your parents yeah and they were familiar with it my dad was familiar with it he's like oh yeah like haha like uh like like uh-huh. i remember that no like it, he had like font like he's just like i remember that comic character like yeah that was a comic character like whatever they had like little toys and shit like they had it was a thing like i don't know it a, like it was almost like a fond memory of his childhood like i I don't know what his experience was with it. He didn't. He didn't remember it that well. He just kind of remembered that there was this character. I mean, when I, it was a cartoon. I when think. He was a kid. Yeah, and I think some of it again goes one to the entire dynamic we just talked about mm-hmm. of like racism not even being like a forefront issue that they can really exactly. like uh, connect a lot of things to. Uh, two, the character itself wasn't really uh, in the way that other Pikini characters are portrayed. Like a lot of those times, they're kind of like these dumb, stupid. Uh, characters yeah, like the butt of the joke yeah kind of like there were and, and so because Mimi penguin wasn't there was a little bit less of it but it still played into like these racial stereotypes uh because yeah i asked my parents and they were like familiar with it i asked my padrino and my padrino and my parents and they were like oh yeah, yeah. like the name sounds familiar it was like some little cartoon character but then my mom was like but we didn't really have tv so like i didn't get to watch it um but it's just even them knowing about it mm-hmm. just goes to show how huge it is, how huge it was, like the reach that it had, and it's it's super interesting kind of little thing to 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 look That's at. Weird. If someone, hey, go look it up, go check it out, do some research that maybe we could have provided more information. Although we're just kind of running out of time, um, but not uh, just I goes think, to emphasize that clearly there's more to be said on this. Yeah, topic. It, there's so much more to be said, and we may have a, like a second part of this episode. Um, Maybe not specifically on racism again, but maybe like colorism and like some other kind of dynamics that we can play into. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I think uh, with that being said, Kevin, any final remarks? Let's just be allies, people. You know, like you articulated everything so well here. I'm not that good with words. Me, small words, little words do trick. What's the <laughs> what's the for the office? Why use m- many oh, words? Why use much word? When few words do trick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you, you, you articulated it very well. And I think, again, the, I said it earlier. My biggest thing was, like, us minorities, we come together and we could, like, accomplish so much, right? And mm-hmm. all this fighting and, like, racism that we have towards them, like, it's, it's just, you know, we need to address it. We need to uh, remedy it, find, find ways to do it. And mm-hmm. having those conversations that you mentioned earlier is, like, the first yeah. First step to doing it. Yeah, right, absolutely. So. No, and and I'll pick up right. I'll pick up right there. Right. I, I, I'll always start with like it starts with you, and reflecting on like your behaviors and like your ideas and your thoughts. And then once you kind of have gone through that, having conversations with people that you know and love. And if you have questions, and if you have clear, and hey, send this to a homie. Right. If there's someone that you think like, hey, they, they, my homie needs to listen to this, send it to him. Mm. And if you have questions about like, hey, I don't really know how I feel about X, Y, Z, hit me up. I'm super open about having these kind of conversations because I know I'm still learning every day about how to kind of move through this world that we live in and trying to leave it better than than the way we found it. So hit us up. Hit us up on the, the Instagram page, Scatter Roots Pod. Hit up Kevin on his page. Coach Kev Ortiz. And hit me up at mineruti.dtx. With that being said, everyone have a lovely rest of your week day whatever it happens to be thank you for listening and uh, y'all take care bye adios